Hi babes, my name is Tran and I'm a 20-something-year-old just trying to navigate life. Walking to the beat of my own drum, I'm excited to take you along my journey. Showing you that through authentic living, a whole lot of self-love, and intentional actions in the right direction, you too are capable of creating a life that you're obsessed with. So are you ready? Because I thought so. Let's go. Hi, my love. Welcome back to another episode of Girls and the Gays. My love, how the hell are we almost at already 100 episodes? Like, I don't even know. I guess I just, like, run my mouth and there's no problem. Every single week, wherever I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to talk about next? Something just comes up to mind or topics that I have kind of, like, archived in the back of my mind, in the notes section of my phone, kind of resurfaces. And now this kind of takes me to the point of, like, I feel... It's so weird because I'm like, wait, does any of my topics even relate to the grand scheme of girls and the gays? Like, I'm like, wait, okay, pause, reflect, think about it, Tran. Like, does this encompass topics that would relate? And I guess so, right? Like, girls and the gays, I think, um, is like a kiki, as in a little gathering, coffee chat of my best girlfriends, my bestest friends. Like, we're on a coffee chat. We're just chit-chatting, we're talking, we're kicking it, we're motivating each other, holding each other accountable, we're venting, we're crying, we're talking about boys, we're talking about whatever, like a modge podge melting pot of everything, of just life, of of each other and our life experiences and endeavors. But at the end of the day, we're still bad bitches, right? Like we want to be CEO, founders, bad bitch, climbing the ladder, like securing our big checks, period, right? That's the fantasy that I want to give. And behind all of that, I want to kind of share it now in the point of view of my journey and how I want to be a part of yours. And so I feel that Today, I kind of reflected and I was like, damn, like, is Girls and the Gays really hitting home for you? And I don't know, now that we're 100 episodes in, I just want to make sure we're on track and I'm still delivering in on value. And I see you besties showing up for me. So I just want to let you know that I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And it's more so kind of me as a podcaster and a creator, a content creator myself. It's like, am I still bringing the heat? Am I still bringing the juice? Um, I want to make sure that I'm always bringing forth that value for you and um, something that's like packed with a punch for you. You know what I mean? And so again, I guess that's why I also wanted to have this intro of just like, look, this is the girls and the gays that I think I'm trying to put out. I hope it resonates because there's just so many topics that I want to talk about from being a business owner, um, a content creator, a podcaster to a you know, working the nine to five or working in corporate marketing, promotion, like that's all of life, right? And also like then now this title, as you see, like talking about investment properties, I want to be and talk about the full package of your 20s and things to dabble yourself into, right? Like I think, I know, I know that we're all multi-passionate people and I'm passionate and interested in a lot of things. So I, I feel like, again, Girls in the Gays really embodies who I am to the core, but also then sharing that journey with you so that you can hold yourself accountable. And maybe this is something that you're interested, whether it be investing, business, creating content, etc., just really stepping into whatever passions that you have on your mind and your body, soul, and not dismissing it. You know what I mean? Like, girl, I have so many different passions, so many different areas I can talk about, whether it be investing, stocks, finance, to the corporate world, to business ownership, like, etc. There's so many different topics that kind of 
tie all into my early 20s and I feel like that's all of the girls and gays tranex strong brand and I wouldn't have been able to do this if it weren't for you creating this space with me so just one thank you and two thank you again for sticking around so I greatly appreciate you and girl let's knife with the soapbox uh emotion okay um i have my coffee on deck oh my god it's been a minute if you know you know in the beginning i used to always be like cheers over coffee i have my coffee on deck stir that bitch up and literally she's here um it's nine in the morning on sunday july 24th so this episode goes live tomorrow july 25th and i cannot believe we're halfway through the year like where the fuck does time go if this isn't a sign for you to really be intentional i don't know what is maybe i have to like smack you upside your head girl to start living in that purpose okay we have no time to waste i would never get physical with you because you're my girly and you're my bestie but I truly am imagining, okay, like, let's set the scene. We're out at a cute boutique, hole-in-the-wall coffee, mom-and-pop coffee shop. We're sitting outside. It's breezy. The birds are chirping. It's like a shopping plaza where everybody is playing. The kids, <laughs> you know, doing what kids do. Oh, my God. Um, the dogs, <laughs> uh, and the birds are chirping, okay? so And I'm not about to freaking chirp like a bird now, okay? You really thought. I'm kidding. But just setting the scene, we're just having a true one-to-one deep-ass coffee chat. But today, we're getting into it in regards to business, okay? I need to sip my coffee and calm down. Oh, my God. It's giving ASMR. But again, today, today's topic came to me because I had landscapers come over to my house and I was like, damn, this is my house. I am a homeowner. Basically, um, I really had this epiphany over the last two weekends when I hired landscapers with the help of my brother. Obviously, I can't do this alone. I don't want to take credit every single time when I talk about when I bought a house or my house, whatever. It's my me and my brother's house. My brother also bought it with me. Trim, hi. Um, basically, we hired landscapers to come and clean up the backyard because it was giving ecosystem, like a whole different universe in our backyard because there were weed whacking shit growing everywhere um bugs crawlies girl i saw a snake yep we're not having that okay so two things here we're having a lot of home fixes renos coming not renos but like revamps you know like landscaping um who's that person exterminator because we saw a snake yeah you're done i you uh, are you kidding me exterminator immediately so they're coming out um later this week as well which i cannot wait like thank god but it's just was so my point is it's just so full circle for me i'm just like wow like i really am a homeowner and so now that we're a few months into being a homeowner i closed on my house back in february so february march april may june july let's like oh my god i've been a homeowner for five months nearly half a year already like what the in which all of that really inspired this topic and you know this topic i've been putting off for a while just because i was like oh i really want to know like the whole gist of home ownership first which i probably don't like i don't know a lot of things i know that for sure but there's a lot of things i've been learning on the fly and i feel like five months in i really do want to talk more about the why at least of like why i bought a house 
So, okay, let's start segueing into this story, and we're really going to dive in today, bestie. So let's get it going, per. Back in February, no, back in January, so basically we were renting for a long, long time, and um, the landlord of the house that we bought, yes, we bought it off market because the owner sold it to us, but the owner was like, hey, look, like you all will have to move out, the lease is up, and I want to sell the house, and I'm like, damn, okay, whatever. My mom, my dad, and I, and my brother, Trim, um, we started to look around for places to rent. Yeah, so at the time, I was living with my parents, right? Like, there's a lot that it's going to kind of come up as we talk about this story so I apologize if I'm ping-ponging um, as I can continue to remember as I'm telling the story but resuming um, I was living with my parents so we were just renting our landlord tells us hey where you guys have to move out I want to sell the house so my mom and I and dad and trim start to look around and we're like okay we're just going to look for another house to rent because we aren't quite ready to buy a house and the conversation of buying a house was definitely in the back of our, our heads, but the way back, girl, like the back crevice, the back collecting dust, like we was not ready per. Um, I mean, Trim and I did prepare and we we discussed like, look, this is our ultimate goal for the both of us to buy a house, but like just not yet, but we did have some saving. So January, we're looking, 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 we're, you know, looking at houses and we're like, okay, like this is our budget of, as how much we wanted to rent. And I was like, the fuck? This is as much as if we were paying a mortgage, girl. Like, this is not it. This is not cute, okay? So I was like, I don't know, because Trim, my mom, were talking about buying and maybe like looking at how much the owner was offering. And I was like, girl, no, no, no. Like, I am not ready. I don't think we're ready. So we kept looking for houses to rent. But we, click, we, we quickly realized, one, we were running out of time because we needed to move out by the end of January. And two, we just saw like how much we would be paying for a house similar to one we'd be living in. Granted, maybe a little bit newer, a little bit bigger. But we're like, the fuck? Like, I'm not trying to pay rent all that shit down the drain. Um, if you know, you know. Renting, girl, you don't own shit, okay? Renting, you're just throwing money to the landlord. You don't own anything. So we'll, we'll get into the steps as to why. And now elaborate on what I mean by all that. So I was like, no, that's money down the drain. So let's find. Like, now that you and Trim, as in my mom and Trim, were really kind of bringing up that topic of buying let's just consider so i literally remember this day so vividly my mom my dad and i were just house hunting looking for houses to rent no intention to buy and we were eating eating talking about houses talking about the houses we saw we didn't really like the budget whatever it's just too much or more than i we should be paying like it's stupid so we then got back into the car and i was like mom like how about you just text the owner and ask the owner how much they're willing to offer the house for so she did and the owner responds immediately and the owner was like, look, look, we're selling it for X amount. We will only, we'll do an um, off-market sell just for you all because we have a close relationship with our landlord, thank goy. And they were like, okay, yeah. And I was like, wait, hold up. My mom was like, Tran, this is such a good deal. We should jump in on it. I was like, okay, cool. Obviously, I was scared, girl. Like, I'm saying this all so nonchalantly, but... At the, at the time, I'm 23. Like, I was like, girl, am I ready to be a homeowner at 23? Um, but I knew this was my ultimate goal. And so, 
I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's just play with the numbers and let's see how far we can freaking go. So Trim and I agreed and we basically, Trim is my younger brother. He is one year younger than me. Him and I were very close. So basically we were like, okay, let's do it. Cause Trim and I were going to be the ones that were actually going to be the owners of the home and like Trim co-signed with me. So it was the two of us. So fast forward, long story, oh my God, already short. February, we closed on the house. So keep in mind, all of January, we were looking. February, we were doing all the paperwork, you know, all that stuff. And then we finally closed on the, at the end of February, which is crazy because it was less than... February is short. February had holidays. And I was like, girl, are we going to do this in time? But we did. We closed at the end of the month and it was awesome. So remember when in the beginning I was like, oh, I live with my parents? Yeah, no, my parents live with me. Okay, get it right. Love my parents though, but like, yeah, okay. So anywho, I'm incredibly grateful. And now why don't we get into kind of the why process, right? Like I told you kind of the steps in taking it um, back in January into February and buying a house at 23 in my early 20s. Now, why did I do that at 23? Okay, let's get into it. Number one, and again, this is not at all in any sort of order, okay? So number one I wrote down is building equity. Now let me get you right, okay? I didn't really know what equity really meant or let alone how to spell equity, girl. But I knew, like, I'm not stupid, okay? Like, I know I joke and shit, but like, I I educate myself real well, okay? So why building equity is so important and you're like, Tran, what is equity? Okay, don't worry, because we were in the same boat. Basically, in layman's term, is when you sell your property more than you owe on the mortgage, okay? So it's the difference between your home's market value and what you owe on the outstanding balance. So let's say you bought your house for $300,000 and that's what you owe on the mortgage, right? So you're making payments, etc. And fast forward to two, three years later, the market has gone up. Therefore, now the market value of your house is $380,000. So the difference between the two is $80,000. So that's the equity that you now have on the house. So if you were to sell it between everything, if you were to sell it, now you can walk away making, I mean, obviously after tax, like I'm sure you have to account for taxes and everything, but the difference is $80,000 that you could profit from. Okay. So that is a huge reason, right? I wanted to build equity. I did not want to just throw money down the drain. And I hated the idea of renting, like I talked about in the intro. Your home appreciates in equity whenever you make payments against the mortgage balance or when the property also the property's value increases. So one, obviously paying month by month. Like if you're thinking of paying rent, right? Like this is the same thing, but now the word is mortgage because you own the house. So you're paying your mortgage month by month, etc. So that helps build the equity. Also, number two, what also helps build equity on your house is basically the value of your house going up. So obviously it'll go up in time with the market. Um, It'll go up in time when there are things around your house in the city, like things are growing, like there's an Amazon Fresh added to your location. There's a Whole Foods, there's a school added. All that stuff adds to the value of your house. And also what you can also do as an owner is like revamp the house, facelift the house, renovate the house, keep the house in good condition and continue to really take care of her, okay? Don't be living like no rat. Um, and that will build the 
the value of your house over time, in turn, building that equity as well, okay? And all in all, again, I think this kind of segues perfectly into that number two. I hate the idea of renting, and I feel that renting is money down the drain, okay? And there's no tea or shade, because I know besties be renting, and girl, we've been renting all our life up until this point, okay? So I absolutely get it. We've My family haven't owned a house, uh, like more than 10 years okay so for more than 10 years like you know my story we went bankrupt crazy ass shit we've been renting for 10 plus years so i absolutely get it there's no tea or shade there you got to do what you got to do but to me and now this point of my life like if i could just pull some shoestrings and i can really work hard and save money for a down to pop down payment for a house have a house and then the money that i'm paying to rent Rather, now I'm paying to live in a house, build equity, and have a home and have something I own. That's my preference, my personal preference, okay? Um, because that sets me up for financial success, financial wealth, liberation, because you own something. And at the end of the day, let's say I move out or I sell this house, I make money. Or if I want to rent out this house, that's another business idea. Or I can, like, this is like I've diversified my income. You know what I mean? That is obviously best case scenario. I know there are other situations that people are going to say, well, what if you don't rent the house out or people don't rent it? Okay, like, girl, please. I'm not Bigger Pockets. If you know, Bigger Pockets is a good real estate podcast. If you want to get started there and you have your worries there, I'm truly like, I just turned 24, bestie. I'm still very new to all of this. Um, but as far as I know and what I desire, I knew this is what I wanted in right now and for the long term financial state of where I want to be, okay? So I knew that building equity at a very young age and now kind of like investing is very, very smart and it's best when you start when you're young. So that's why I jumped on the opportunity. Also, because the interest rates were super low. So it was just a win-win situation and I, like, I'm so grateful that I did it when I did. So with renting, okay, going back to this point now, number two, segueing perfectly from building equity. So building equity was number one and me kind of briefly talking about renting now segue into number two, renting. Renting is great and all, right? I absolutely understand, but you don't own anything. You just are paying your landlord and you're good. Like they keep the lights on or pay your utility bills. Um, they just maintain the property for you, whatever. You're paying your landlord. That's renting, okay? But for me, like I talked about in the beginning of my chat, is like I, we realized like the money that we were going to pay to rent a house was the same as paying a mortgage. And paying a mortgage, the pros far outweigh everything because I'm with a mortgage, as in like if you have a house, like own the house you're you're paying that mortgage and it's going to you it's going right back to your investment like you own this house you're building the equity so it's yours whereas like let's if you add it up how much you're paying in rent like it's to me it's just like flabbergasting and it's such a waste because i'd rather be paying that to own a house and build the equity so you get it right i'm beating a dead horse now so that's number two i felt that that was what worked for my lifestyle, but also I know I'm very privileged in the sense of I'm splitting the mortgage with my parents and my brothers. Okay, so this segues now into number three. I bought this house, Trim and I bought this house for our family, so this 
worked out perfectly, right? So my parents and my, my brother Trim and I, we all are splitting a bit of the mortgage, which allows us all to have a ch- like place to stay, building equity. Um, I own the house that's under my name, but now and what that means is like I just want to be fully transparent because I know like not everybody is like blessed enough to be in a situation where they can buy a house and split the mortgage with their parents. But this is also another strategy that I want to share and shed light on. It's called house hacking, and you don't have to do this with your family, right? So if you want to buy a house, great, go ahead. But you're like, oh my God, well, Trent, like, I don't have my parents to rent with me either. Like, you have your family, da da da. Well, bestie, like, you, I know plenty of peers that also do this as well. And again, if you listen to bigger podcasts, it's not as absurd or um, unheard of. It's very common for people to house hack, right? This works for me. Like, I house hacked and have my parents split the mortgage. But basically, House hacking is you buy the house and each room you rent out. So each room, like let's say a roommate lives in that room, like you have all your college besties live with you. So there's four rooms, you have one room and the three other rooms are rented out or you taken up by your friends from college, work, etc., or strangers or people you find off Facebook, etc. So you rent those rooms out and therefore allows you to have a very small mortgage payment, right? So I didn't want to pay buy a house and pay the entire mortgage myself, girl. Like, I did not want to do that. So, this was a huge, again, win-win for me and my brother because our parents, like, we, we've been renting for all our lives, like I said. We wanted to finally have a house, like, have some roots placed somewhere and have something to call ours. So, one, that was a big driver, right? Like, our parents, we wanted to have a roof over their head, obviously. And two, we wanted to pay and not have money go down the drain um, and actually have equity in something that we're paying. So our money actually going somewhere and not down the drain or to a landlord. It went right back to us as we're paying each month. And three, basically limiting how much we were paying um, because we were house hacking. So every single month we were paying, we're all paying for our portion of the mortgage, right? So all in all, it was such a huge win-win for us because we're building equity, our mortgage is low because we're splitting it up, and our money isn't going down the drain to a landlord and it actually is going into building our financial wealth and equity. So yeah, like especially if you're already paying for rent, I'd rather be putting that money towards a mortgage. You get it, right? Like I'm clearly so against renting. I'm so sorry. But let me say this. Like I absolutely do see myself like I mean if I want to move out, right, whenever that time comes, I do see myself maybe even renting, right? I do. Um, because I know there's a lot of pros in renting while you maybe buy out time to save a little bit more and you don't want to pay for somebody to like have to like come weed whack your freaking lawn or you don't have that time and capacity um, or even money sometimes to maintain the house. So you don't want to make that investment because being a homeowner is a lot of responsibility and I absolutely get that. I wouldn't have been able to do this if it weren't for my brother co-signing with me and if it weren't for my parents um, splitting the mortgage. So Bestie, I know I come from a very unique situation, but also I want to tell you if you are interested in doing this, like if you're like, oh, well, I want to like split the mortgage with somebody. Okay, house hack. There's so many different strategies that you can apply. My biggest suggestion is listening to bigger pockets. 
it's such a great way to kind of get your feet wet and really see what other strategies of buying a house is out there. I think a lot of people are very, very scared of the idea of buying a house and it feels like a huge, huge, huge responsibility, which it is. Um, but it's not as catastrophic as you really do think. It, ra- it absolutely is attainable if you set your mind to it, okay? Okay, oh my god, I really was rambling, so I apologize, and I really hope that all made sense with the steps that kind of segued into each other, but let me take a coffee break. The last part here, I keep talking about wealth, money, finance, and all that, and you're probably like, Tran, like, how the hell do you even build wealth if you're putting so much money into a house or buying a house that's like you're spending your money? Girl, I get it, because I've been there, I thought that, I thought that way as well. And I thought that it was such a waste of money. But let me tell you something, okay? To truly build financial wealth, right? And I'm not a financial expert here, okay? Let me tell you that, okay? I'm not Warren Buffett. I'm not, oh my God, Donald Trump. Okay, don't even go there. And don't even go there. I just first named it came to mind, okay? I'm not a financial and like planner, nothing. I'm not certified. This is from my own learnings, education, teaching myself, okay? But building real estate, in my personal opinion, and I'm I'm sure it's factual as well, okay? Just please everybody do your research. Built like buying real estate is such an incredible way to really build your investment portfolio and ultimately diversify your income depending on the strategy you have. So I first bought this house because this is my this was my first thing. I was like, okay, I need a house for my family myself. Obviously, I need to have somewhere to live. So my strategy here is house hacking. We split the mortgage. I have a low mortgage payment. I'm building equity. I own this house. One. Therefore, in the future, let's say one day, like I save enough money and I buy another house and we move out and this house, right? I don't want, maybe I could sell it. I can cash out. Great. Or I don't want to sell it. I can rent it out. You can do short-term rentals, long-term. Short-term means like Airbnb, Verbo. Long-term is like just renting like to whoever, whatever for a long period, logically time. Okay. That is long-term renting or yeah. Doing so, that allows you to have a positive cash flow depending, removing expenses, like obviously you want to make sure the mortgage is paid, etc. But because of that, you can really, if you really plan strategically, you can have a positive cash flow each month and have passive income. So basically, if I were to rent out a place and after all expenses, let's say I rent out the house I'm living in now. After all expenses, therefore I pay my mortgage, um, everything, right? and the tenant that lives here is now pretty much paying the mortgage for me and then some, then therefore I'm cash flowing. So let's say the mortgage is $3,000, but I'm charging 3,300. Therefore the difference is 300, right? So 300 times 12 is 3,600 a a year that you'll be cash flowing. So, and you're like, Tran, that's not a lot. Well, okay, if you have, if you build out your property, like your investment portfolio, all of that will compound, one. Two, there's many different strategies you can go, like whether it be short term, long term, short term, like Airbnbs, girl, those go for like two, three hundred, five hundred easily a night, depending on the house, right? And you can cash flow like thousands a month, right? So it's really about how you play your cards within real estate. But when you make strategic decision in buying homes and buying real estate, it can be the one of the best and most fastest and like I don't want to say fast but less risky ways to really build financial wealth 
on the side of whatever you're doing, right? Like there's so much I can talk about within real estate and so much I can educate you on. But I think I wanted to really open up this conversation, especially when you're in your early 20s, when you are considering like money and where your money is going and how you're spending your money and how you're allotting your money and how you're spending your weekends, love. Like I want to be able to be that bestie that holds you accountable and has that communication before it's too late and you are like, oh shit, like I'm in my 30s and I've spent a lot of my money, right? So especially anybody listening into a podcast like mine or whenever I share like my podcast girl I talk about a lot of going after your goals chasing your dreams right like if I can shed light on that like I that's my job and that's my purpose my mission and my why I wanted to bring up this topic with you and not to be all braggy now like I don't ever want to come across as like oh like look at me I want to show you like look like I'm doing this in real time. I'm building my investment portfolios in real time. So closing out number four, again, I bought a house because I wanted to build my investment portfolio and I might want to go into short and long-term properties. Like I want, if I possibly wanted to rent this out, I want to be able to be cash flowing each month passively when I rent my property out and diversify my income because I didn't want my money and all my eggs tied up in one sole area of earning my money like my nine to five, you know? I wanted to diversify my income so everyone starts somewhere, right? For me, obviously I'm not cash flowing because I'm living in my first property. I'm in it. I'm house hacking. That's the strategy I'm living. But basically the strategy is low low expenses, low low payments, right? Like I, I'm not making huge payments um, to rent or for a house, I'm house hacking. So therefore I can save more so that I can invest on my next property. So I guess that kind of closes out into kind of where I want to go next is I definitely want to buy another property. Um, so manifest that with me, my love. Like in the next year or two, I would love to buy my second official property. So pray for me. I am going to get very, very serious with my budget and really start saving now until then and save an X amount before I get to kind of go all in. So I'll absolutely keep you posted. That's my endeavors where I see myself. And let me wrap it all up by kind of going through the steps one more time. Okay. Building equity. Why I bought a house at 23 is number one, building equity selling your property more than you owe on the mortgage basically it's the difference between your home's market value and what you owe number two i hated the idea of renting and money down the drain so therefore number three i decided to do a house hack in which i bought a house with my parents and my brothers well my brother mainly my brother and i co-signed and my parents live with us so therefore having small monthly payments to our living situation, mortgage, etc. So having small mortgage payments allows us to have less expenses so that we can save more. That So that's three. Number four, last but not least, I want to start building my investment portfolio um, and invest in properties so that I can then rent them out, whether it be a short or long-term um, strategy. That is where I see myself to come. So let me close out by saying, if you want me to talk about how I did it and how I bought my first house, I can absolutely do that in an upcoming episode. My love, I know this was very ping-pongy, like many different areas because I'm still learning as I'm talking about it in real time right now and I don't want to sound or 
share misinformation. So please do your research as well. But again, my mission is to shed light and show you the possibilities in your early 20s before it's too late, right? And I don't ever think it's too late, but you really do have to be intentional, especially when it comes to finance and money, because time is your biggest asset, okay? Um, And lastly, let me close up by saying, if you ever want to really dive into this topic more, two things I'd recommend is reading or listening to the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, amazing book. And then the last resource, if you haven't already guessed, I've been talking about them throughout this entire podcast. It's called Bigger Pockets. They have two forms and versions of their podcast. It's Bigger Pockets and Bigger Pockets um, rookies. I don't know why I'm like interchanging the two words podcast and pockets so much right now. And it's just like, I cannot, my words, they're jumbling and kind of mixing together right now, but this is my cue to freaking go listen to either, either of them. I love bigger pockets rookies the most, just because it gives you kind of the insights in layman's terms for people. I think like kind of getting their feet wet within real estate and it's much more digestible. I love that one a lot more and the dynamic of the host. So, so much more. Um, so if you want to dabble into that, definitely check them out. But until next time, I love this. This is my cue to go because I keep on mixing the two words up. I cannot words right now, but I love you. I hope this holds you accountable in your financial wealth, education, and liberation, and educating yourself in this world of, you know, assets and building your assets within your life and making your money work for you and not working for money, okay? So again, this is why you really need to do your, you know, due diligence and educating yourself in this area. And my love, you're never behind. It's always a matter of making it your day one rather than, oh, one day, one day and putting it off. You know what I mean? So if you ever need me, you know where to find me. I'm always going to be your biggest advocate and gay bestie. I love you. I appreciate you and catch you so damn soon. Love you. My love, if you enjoyed this episode just as much as I enjoyed making it for you, please do me a favor and get onto social media. Help me get the word out by tagging me. What was your favorite part about this episode? Please go ahead and let me know. I'm excited to hear from you. And until next time, have a blessed day. You got this.